welcome to the Unknown Packers podcast, and I'm your host, Bryce Christensen. Thank you so much for joining training camp number eight, a short pour. We're going to be breaking down and highlighting family night that occurred Friday night at Lambeau Field, uh, the eighth practice for your Green Bay Packers with an attendance at 56,133. Made a joke in the previous Short poor training camp number seven about it being 82,000 people showing up. So a little bit less than that, but still for a practice, having 56,000 people. Coach Lafleur, his first experience under the lights at Lambeau Field, the 15th head coach of your Green Bay Packers. So yeah, this episode, we're just going to be highlighting, focusing on family night and let's start off on a good note. It really did seem that the Packers offense, Coach Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers, had a good flow. And they started off going 7 for 9 for 62 yards, and he completed passes to five different wide receivers. And this was during the move the ball drill as well as the two-minute drill. And every throw, I mean, essentially, you just see him stepping in that accuracy, and his wide receivers are making plays. Jay Kumaro had a wonderful, again, a wonderful practice. So did Trevor Davis and Devontae Adams making a deep, deep catch from a nice throw from Aaron Rodgers. And more and more you're seeing touchdown Jesus, Jake Kumaro, solidifying himself, making this 53-man roster. And not only that, seems to be a guy that is one of the trusted veterans that Aaron Rodgers wants to go to. He was a preseason darling last year and got injured in the last preseason game, I believe diving into a touchdown after a long catch and run from him. Experiencing a shoulder strain, and that pretty much kind of, you know, was his season. Had a couple nice games throughout the year and throughout practice. And what Coach Lafleur said, he is just a very consistent player, does all the right things and shows up at the right times when you need him. Uh, that That's pretty strong. That's a strong statement from your coach. Aaron Rodgers talks, speaks volumes about Jake Kumaro. So the more and more you see it, I mentioned Robert Tanyan in our last training camp, short pour, about being that guy that maybe he'd be one of those last guys being kept for the 53. And now it seems like he could He's that number two tight end, and who knows? Maybe he pushes for that number one spot, and it's a bold take, but you're seeing in practice, and with it being a a new scheme for the fans and for the players, and I know Coach Lafleur talked about it's not a new scheme; it's going to be our, you know, our scheme and what works for us. And I like that focus. As you can see throughout training camp, you're seeing guys that might be, you know, towards the later portion of your roster for that 53-man consideration, I guess you could say. And now you're seeing Robert Tanyan pushing for number two on that tight end depth chart. Maybe for number one, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Aaron Rodgers talking about how he could be that move, that inline tight end that can block and that can catch, and he's highly athletic. And then you have Jake Kumaro, who I know is a journeyman. He's 26 years old, UW-Whitewater alum, 
But here's a guy that, granted, he probably got a, uh, got away with a little push-off, a little veteran push-off. But Aaron Rodgers is making throws before Jake Kumaro even breaks into his route. And I just feel like Jake Kumaro and Aaron Rodgers are on the same page. And Andy Herman of At Scani Sports said it best that the six best wide receivers right now are Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jake Kumaro, Equinemius St. Brown, and Trevor Davis. Not saying that they'll keep six wide receivers. They might. They might keep more. But it's looking crystal clear that the top six are what I just mentioned, that aforementioned. And a couple other great start uh, highlights for our breakouts and family night. And I feel like Alex Light could be a guy that maybe he replaces Brian Balaga when his contract runs out. I'm not sure what happens, but next year he's got an, uh, Brian Balaga has an expiring contract. When he's in there, he's one of the best right tackles in the game. But Alex Light, undrafted free agent last year out of Richmond, the Spideys are, uh, he looks like a guy that, again, like you're thinking maybe might be that later portion of that 53-man roster and now looks like to be maybe the top back backup for that right tackle spot. So with Jason Spriggs being out again, you had the same players out from uh, prior or previous camp. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. You had Greg Roberts and Kendall Donerson, Mason Crosby. You also had Mike Tyson as well as um, Jason Spriggs being out. And I know I'm missing... A couple more. Speaking of Sam Ficken, he drilled a 63-yard field goal to wrap up practice, and but he missed three field goals. But he asked the coaches if he could try for 63, and he even acknowledged that he's got to make those 50-yard field goals because those are the ones that are going to be more common compared to that 63-yarder. But he's got the leg strength. Let's see if he can continue to hone in on that accuracy. And Mason Crosby being out, I know that it's early, but... Ficken's getting comfortable, and to see the team rally and freak out, do a little victory dance with Sam Ficken after he drilled that 63-yard field goal. I like the camaraderie. I like the Aaron Rodgers, you know, after you know after family night, throwing out the "I love you" sign in American Sign Language to the film crew, and as well going into the tunnel, and he just looks loose and happy and healthy. And you know where I stand, but I do believe that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team, they've got something special brewing, barring injury, and going to knock on wood. Talking about other great breakout players that um, maybe not, maybe didn't get the recognition, but Rashawn Gary showing that speed and on in, that inside rush, man, he's tenacious. And if you go to Andy Herman at Scani Sports, he posted a video of of Rashawn Gary. I mean, essentially when um, the ball is handed off, he's right there. So he's a guy that continues to have a great camp, got uh, jumped off sides from a hard count from Rodgers. But other than that, he's all that is advertised so far as the 12th overall pick for the Green Bay Packers. Trevor Davis, again, a guy that I dogged a couple years ago, um, but has that special team's ability Looks comfortable, looks healthy, looks to seem to have found a fit in Coach LaFleur's offense. Again, it's still early, but this is the episode where we're breaking down family night. And I want to give it all to you. I want to give 
the positives, but I would say out of everyone, uh, Jake Kumro, Trevor Davis, and uh, Aaron Rodgers probably, even Ty Summers, I forgot to mention him, seventh-round draft pick out of uh, TCU. A guy that I didn't have make the 53-man roster, I thought maybe he'd slide into that practice squad spot, but he's a twitchy guy. He he seems to find ways to get uh, to hit the hole and disrupt the offensive line and get after the quarterback. I, I really like his speed and I'm going to continue to keep an eye on Ty Summers. I'm going to I'm going to look into him a little bit more, break him down for probably another episode moving forward, but I really liked what I saw to him in Family Night. So, I would say probably the surprise was Ty Summers and just how quick he moved, how twitchy he was. I liked that speed. That's not trying to throw Blake Martinez under the bus, but there was something about Ty Summers that I thought, wow, I, I haven't seen that twitchiness, I mean, for lack of a better term. And again, Rashawn Gary I thought was impressive. So those are the guys that Aaron Rodgers, Jake Kumaro, Trevor Davis, Rashawn Gary, Alex Light, Ty Summers, Tony Brown had a pick six, Ugh, didn't execute the Lambo leap to efficiency. Hopefully he can practice that and maybe fine-tune it during, I don't know, maybe week one against the Bears. A little pick six action. Mitch Trubisky rolls out. Oh, no, there's Tony Brown, pick six, and a beautiful Lambo leap. Jair Alexander called Tony Brown silverback, called him a savage. So <laughs> looks like we've got two savages on the Green Bay Packers defense right now. We've got Darnell Macho Man Savage, and then now we've got uh, Tony Silverback Brown, another savage. Jared Masuga calls him Crazy Tony, but I like the silverback. Um, so another pick six. I mean, there are interceptions from Tony Brown, Kadar Holman. Man, six-round draft pick out of Toledo. We highlighted him in our Islands on Tap with Nick and Jared. A guy that's becoming a fan favorite of the Unknown Packers podcast. Playing that first-team reps. Uh, he's got that physicality and that high football IQ. And I recall checking out his uh, Ross score, his relative athletic score, and he ha- he posted elite numbers. So a guy that might have you know went to a smaller school in Toledo, I guess, and fell and looks like to be one of those hidden gems for Brian Gutekun. So fingers crossed that he continues to ascend. He's a guy that I'm super excited about. And to be completely honest, didn't really know a lot about him. I have to mention this, but... Tim Boyle and I guess more Deshaun Kaiser and Aaron Rodgers throwing a prank at Manny Wilkins, him getting a little quote-unquote hazing as he ran out uh, onto the field, out of the tunnel, and he was expecting, Manny Wilkins was expecting Tim Boyle to follow him. And so there's a great picture, um, I believe, at Packers.com, at, on Twitter's as well, Twitter as well, at, at Packers, where there's a great picture of them, Kaiser, Rodgers, and uh, you, you can't really see Boyle, but they're laughing and Manny Wilkins is looking back as he's running, like, what, what, what's going on? Why aren't you guys following me? So a little hazing. I just like the, again, the the laid backness, the joking, and apparently the offensive line got Elton Jenkins and Yash uh, Neiman to do the same. They ran out, and the offensive line sat there and laughed at him. Um, maybe not as funny to some people. I, I got a kick out of it. I really like the fact that there's just this happy, jovial effervescence that's permeating the Green Bay Packers. I wish I was there last night. little interesting uh, tidbit of information is Deshaun Kaiser and Manny Wilkins, uh, they went to the same football camp back in high school, the Elite 11. So I guess Kaiser and Manny Wilkins have a strong relationship. And yeah, I again, um, I think it's pretty neat to do this podcast. And also because as 
I'm relaying information to you. I'm also learning more about the Green Bay Packers. So it's really a, it's a two-way street. It's a, it's a it's a collaboration, if you will, the fans and the supporters. It allows me to dive in a little bit more of the Green Bay Packers and you know checking out family night and it being the the eighth practice. And as the Packers move forward, they have off on Saturday or they had off on Saturday. And they resume practice on Sunday again at 10.15 at Clark Hinkle Field. And then they'll have their joint practices on Monday, Tuesday. But thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast and breaking down training camp number eight, a short pour focusing on family night. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is the Unknown Packers podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. Make sure that you're tuning in to TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms. Don't forget to say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right. We're good friends with Alexa. Make sure you're checking out our website, theunknownpackers.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, The Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is The Unknown Packers Podcast. <laughs>